The tragic murder of George Floyd by the police in Minneapolis has brought about demonstrations in cities around the world. Most of the people demonstrating have been peaceful, but there have been some terrible exceptions, and sometimes the violence has gotten out of hand. There has been rioting and looting of businesses, and many fires have been set. And adding to the tragedy, police officers have been killed and over 700 have been injured. We're told that the rioters are very different from the demonstrators, and we can see that. We're told that we should only pay attention to the peaceful demonstrators and ignore the rioters. We can't do that. We're lectured that we shouldn't expect the demonstrations to be perfect because nothing is ever perfect. We need to judge their intentions. But then in the same breath, people on the left tell us that the police must be perfect, and if they aren't, they must be eliminated. That's a very high bar, perfection, but that standard is being used as a political tool so the left can get its way. All of the police officers who were involved in the murder of George Floyd have been arrested, and that's a good thing. It'll take months before they go to trial, but they'll eventually get their day in court in what will be the most watched trial ever. It'll be even bigger than the O.J. Simpson trial. The President and Congress have been talking about police reforms, including the elimination of the chokehold, and that's also a good thing. The President has been meeting with black leaders, listening to them, and he should. At some point, he'll present a list of changes that everyone hopes will make things better between the police and the people they're trying to protect. Hopefully, much-needed changes will be made. The family of George Floyd is hoping for change. If there are sensible changes, it will at least give some meaning to his senseless death. The hope is that the changes won't put people who live in cities, people who need protection, at a higher risk than they already are. Crime in most, if not all, American cities has been decreasing over the years, but by any standard, it's still out of control. And whatever changes are made should not slow down or stop community policing because it's been very successful and it's helping. And don't overlook ideas coming from people in law enforcement either. An overwhelming majority of the people in law enforcement genuinely want to be part of the solution. Many people who live in the cities have times when they fear for their lives, so it's hoped that the changes won't make their lives worse. In many cities, the changes being suggested, and in some cases demanded, will make their lives much worse. Normal people might even call some of these ideas insane, like completely eliminating the police and replacing them with social workers and local militias. There are people who are really concerned about the issues of the cities, but anyone suggesting the complete elimination of the police are not among them. These are crazy people, and I usually try to avoid listening to demands from crazy people. But there you have it. This is who they are. And while many Democrats are trying to distance themselves from the crazy people, they can't do it completely, because so many of these nuts are loyal Democrats. So elected Democrats are really in a tough spot. Over the years, they've openly encouraged crazy radical groups, including Antifa and Occupy Wall Street. 
They tell the press that they don't support all of their ideas, but they tell the radicals, we support you, and by the way, keep up the good work. And have you noticed that all of these very concerned liberals will accept no input from anyone who isn't a true believer? No other opinions are tolerated. You either believe that America is a terrible country that needs to be dismantled, or you're a terrible person and we should shout you down. What idiots they are, as are their supporters in the media. They're trying to shut down communication between races in order to breed hate and division. That's their sole purpose. They're daring people to riot. I think sometimes they want riots. They're afraid that people, especially minorities, are beginning to catch on to their failures. This isn't about solving problems because they've been solely in charge of American cities for over 60 years and they've only made things worse. And you can never say that enough times. Never. They don't care about solving problems in the cities of America. If they cared about it, they could have done it a long time ago, but they haven't. And this is their last resort. Try to incite violence because they see that many minorities are realizing that they've been used by the left. People on the left see them as helpless victims, incapable of helping themselves. What an insult. But they do it all the time, and no one calls them out on it. Before the coronavirus, unemployment among black people was the lowest in history under President Trump. And for that, he's called a racist. He's produced real change when it comes to criminal justice reform, not just talk, and he's called a racist. He's helped black colleges, and he's called a racist. He's created economic opportunity zones in the cities, and he's called a racist. You know, for a racist, he's done an awful lot for the black community. What's that all about? And people on the left are worried, very worried. What happens if people actually look at the results and see that he's helped people of color a lot more than many Democratic presidents have? Is it possible that that will earn him more votes? The left can't have that, can they? They've always taken the black vote for granted, but this time could be different. And I love all of the entertainers talking about racism, coming out against it, pointing their fingers and saying that this is the reason for the problems of our cities. And they're wrong, and they know it. But it's a lot easier to say the word racism rather than say, let's talk about real problems and real solutions. That would take time and energy, and they can't spare any of that, thank you. Platitudes are easier. I'm a little too busy to talk about solutions today, but let me check my calendar, and maybe something will open up and I can actually think about the problem. But in the meantime, I want the cops to stop pulling over black people and just stop acting racist all the time. Stop the brutality, please. I mean... Who isn't against police brutality? Who isn't against unarmed black men being shot by police or strangled? Who isn't against racism? But if you want to have even a small chance of making things better, if you want any chance at all, you need to attack the poverty crisis of the American cities, and just as importantly, the education crisis in American cities, and that's caused by the poverty crisis.
But no one on the left wants to try to solve those problems because they either don't want to solve them or they can't solve them. And that includes black leaders who rule these cities and the white leaders too. We can't say this enough. Everyone needs to say it over and over so maybe it'll finally sink in. They've had over 60 years of absolute and complete control of every American city. And now, because they realize that everything they've tried has led to abject failure to solve any of the problems of poverty, now they're crying racism. Now, after all their solutions have failed, they have it all figured out. It's racism. The fact that as one compassionate liberal solution after another has failed, and failed miserably, it's systematic and institutional racism that in the end is the real problem. So where is this racism coming from? No conservative voices have been heard in any American city for over 60 years. They don't live in the cities, they don't govern the cities, and when they visit the cities, it's to go to work or eat at a restaurant or go to a museum or a ball game. They don't do anything that prevents liberals from improving education or health care or anything else. There is no vast conspiracy of white people going around sabotaging the efforts of community leaders in these cities from making things better. It's all up to them. But they keep failing. And now that people are noticing their failures, they're fighting back by saying it's not their fault. It isn't their failed policies. It's racism. And isn't it also a fact that the leaders of nearly every American city have been moving further and further to the left for many years? And yes, the results are in, and things have gotten progressively worse for the people living in those cities. So now the media and the Hollywood elites and athletes are saying the only solutions are riots and revolution and a complete move to the left, the very thing that's responsible for the problems of our American cities. Can you believe that? Talk about insanity. They have caused all of the problems in our cities, and now they want revolution because they failed. They want violence. They want people hurt, all because they've failed. And they wonder why they haven't been able to make the revolution happen. They tried to use the tragic death of George Floyd to make it happen, and they're still trying. They just don't understand why they can't get everyone out there rioting to cover up the failures of the left-wing radicals to help people instead of hurt them. They're getting hysterical because even the professional rioters, the Antifa thugs, who they have wholeheartedly supported, haven't been able to bring about the revolution. And after 60 years of control of college campuses and high schools, this is the best they can do? A few thousand dumb kids wearing masks trying to start a revolution? After 60 years, the best you can do is take over a few city blocks in Seattle, Washington? I really wish they'd give it up and go home and read that silly book, Rules for Radicals. I have to admit it, though. Targeting cities run by weak progressives and socialists and weak communists, whoever heard of a weak communist, is a good strategy but it won't lead to all American cities rioting as they hope because even though many elected leaders in our cities totally support the rioters and hope they win, they also know it has to happen fast before anyone really starts to pay attention because pretty soon the regular citizens are going to get fed up 
and demand that the riots be shut down. And reluctantly, these radical leftist city leaders will be forced to give in and stop the craziness. Craziness, by the way, that could have been ended easily at any time, but it wasn't because these leaders wanted it to go on, or they were too weak to do anything about it. They told police to step back and let people let off steam, knowing it would only make things worse. They hoped it would spread and the revolution would take hold and sweep America, but it won't. They were hoping for a revolution to cover up the failure of the radical left in America's cities, to cover for their failure to help people who want help, who deserve help. That's all this is, a diversion to take away from their failure, but it just won't work. Maybe the best thing about this whole terrible episode, the thing that the radical left will regret forever, is that it has made rational people realize that we don't hate each other and we need to work together, that we care about each other and that we'll do everything we can to help each other regardless of race or ethnicity or religion or anything else. We're Americans and we want to get along. Maybe sincere people will start to really talk to each other and try to understand each other. That's something the left fears above everything that we'll realize that we do care about each other and we need each other and we want every American to have the opportunity to live in a safe community and get adequate health care and to have their children get a good education. And maybe out of all this chaos, maybe we'll reach out to each other and realize that while we're different in many ways, in the end we want the same things. Activists are demanding that people admit their white privilege as a first step towards making things better. I think a better starting point to fixing the problems of people who are living in our cities is for liberals to admit that their failed solutions haven't helped anyone but hurt them instead. Then they should hold public hearings in those cities and apologize to the people who live there. Then they should listen to the people who live there and ask them what they would like to see happen to make their lives better. Then they should invite people to come up with solutions to the problems identified by the citizens. These solutions should not be based on any particular ideology, but on the practicality of the idea. And before putting anything into place, the citizen should ask and answer the question, what chance does this idea have of actually working? If the answer is none, get rid of the idea. But not one activist, not one celebrity, not a single Democrat, not one leader in any city will speak out. Not one is willing to say, hey, we've tried to fix these problems for 60 years and nothing has worked. Do you think we should try something different? You would expect at least one radical leftist to say that, wouldn't you? Just one? But none. Nothing. Complete silence. But they aren't silent about the riots and the fires and the looting. They all have an opinion on that. It's all justified because of racism. It has nothing to do with their failures, even though they've been the only voices in these cities for more than 60 years. I know I keep saying that, but you can never say it enough. For all these years, the solution for every problem in our cities has been, give us more money. People aren't safe. Give us more money. The educational system is broken. Give us more money. People are living in poverty. Give us more money. 
It's obvious that throwing more money at the problem hasn't worked, but the leftists keep asking for more of it, even though they know it won't help. And they know that education is the key to helping improve the lives of inner-city families, but they won't lift a finger to help. Their solution? More money. No more testing for students and remove any discipline for bad behavior. In other words, lower standards so that children in those schools will never have a chance of improving their lives. How many times have the radicals in those cities fought tooth and nail against school choice, the only thing with a proven track record of helping students get ahead? And when anyone brings up the subject of -of out-of-wedlock children, they're shouted down and called racist. And when you point out that, historically, until liberalism took hold in our cities, black families were stronger than white families. If you say that, you're called a racist, too. And when you show statistics that prove that the wealth gap for married black couples almost disappears completely when compared to married people of other races. Black couples who are married are very successful. The left will never say that. People in Hollywood will never say it, and no Democrat politicians either. What scares them about successful black people? Go to Georgia Tech or Purdue or any other engineering school during recruiting season and watch as companies compete to hire black graduates. They aren't getting offered less money. In many cases, they're getting a lot more. But by any measure, be it wealth or health or education, the gap between blacks and whites has been improving immensely for many years. Black people in America are very successful and they're getting even more successful. There's no better country in the world to be black if you want to be successful. The problems for minorities are in our cities, and those cities are controlled by the left. And instead of a national dialogue on how to help these failed cities, how to improve economic opportunity for minorities, we're told to shut up. It's none of our business. We only want your money. You're racist, and we don't want or need your help. All we need is an apology from you and your money. And the failures keep mounting and getting bigger. And now the radicals tell us the only real solution is revolution. They're calling everyone racist to shut down dialogue. It's an old trick, but it could work. It's worked in the past. I'm glad to see this desperation all play out, though, because it proves that the radical left knows it's losing the argument. They see that their revolution has to happen quickly or it might never happen. They know that people are finally seeing the truth, and as more and more people realize that the real problem is leftist ideology, leftist ideology that only makes things worse, they know that soon enough it'll be game over for their revolution. They're in a panic because they see it all slipping away. Look at Seattle and the praise coming from the New York Times and the Washington Post and MSNBC and CNN. And they're hoping beyond hope that it will spark the glorious revolution. And what's happening in Seattle will soon happen in New York and Minneapolis and Washington and Los Angeles and Boston. But it won't. Yes, there are a lot of far-left radicals who would love to start a revolution. Our colleges have done a great job training them. But there aren't enough of them, not even close. And there are cities where a radical takeover of a few blocks would be welcomed by the mayors and members of the city council. 
because somehow voters in those cities have elected certified lunatics. Do you think they realize that now? Shame on those voters. They should feel silly. Instead of pushing so hard for revolution, wouldn't it be great if all the newspapers and all the TV outlets and the Internet, too, would unite and ask for peace and understanding instead? And communication and solutions, too? Wouldn't that be great? It's just possible that people want to work together to help each other. And wouldn't that be great? It would be a terrible thing to lose this opportunity to open a real dialogue about how to improve the lives of people living in our cities and to give hope for a better future for the children living there and more economic opportunity, too. It would give some meaning to the death of George Floyd. You know it can happen. It can happen right now because the time is right for it. And there might not be any better time in our history to try. No better time than right now.